This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. So, 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 C, senor! A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Brand new week and we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Patrick Reed, Captain America, the spark plug for the American Ryder Cup team. The last couple of times, your master's champion. In a tradition unlike any other. You went with a golfer I did. for the uh, general manager when we're about to go to war with Russia over Syria, which I believe will be one of the biggest stories in the history of the planet. Yeah, well, I'll let World War III be your deal, because that is your deal. There's a horror going on somewhere in the world every single day. I chose to avoid this one. You don't usually have the president vowing an attack on a country, and then Russia just moments ago vowing to respond harshly to us if we do. Son of a... That is something. Russia says, no, you ain't. Hmm. Yeah, we is. Are we? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know which shows uh, the president watched over the weekend, but all the heavy hitters say, say we have to make Syria pay a price. We have to. There's no choice. What's the EU doing? What does the EU say? Well, what are they, they doing? They ain't going to do Richard, if you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. <laughs> Why is it us? Huh? Why we got to do it? I don't know. All of humanity knows what's going on. Because we set the tone for the world for what's allowable and what's not. I guess. What are the uh, the Peruvians doing? Hey, Peruvians, you like chemical attacks on people? No? Do something. How about now specifically that Russia says, don't you dare? Now what do we do? Now, if we don't do anything, it looks like Russia tells us what to do. Huh? Huh? Are you a puss or what? I'll be damned. Am I? (laughs) So if you were president, that's what you'd say. The National Security Advisor lays out what I just laid out, and you'd say, I'll be damned. (laughs) I'd say, uh, hey, Wally Walrus, because that's what I'd nickname John Bolton. (laughs) Wally, come in here. We got to do something. I'll be damned. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll stay. Th- we'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Mike. I'm okay. I was running late, and I realized now that I forgot my belt, and these are now like quitter pants. Oh, so boy. this is the worst look you can have is the You're guy sagging. that walks around in the office is constantly pulling up his pants like that, you know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be like a new gangsta thing for you. Change your image around here. How loose are your pants? Um, well, I don't know. I'm not letting them go too far down before I if, pull them up. If you and, let go, will they? Will if you if you didn't pull them up at all, would they work their way down around your ankles? They might. <laughs> they might. What if we like stuff some paper towels along like the hip between your hip and the jeans or something? And kinda... I think we should see how long you can go without pulling them up before they're just completely down around your ankles. 
I just love the idea of Michael cruising around the halls with his pants sagging down like a gangster. I like him shuffling around with them around his ankles. <laughs> I don't like, want to do that. What kind like of underwear? Confused elder. <laughs> what kind? Of, yeah. What kind of underwear are you going with today? You got boxer shorts on? Yeah, just boxer shorts. Yeah, some nice, attractive drawers. Drawers. You'd, you'd be all um, right. Yeah, they're just a generic. I'm the tidy mm-hmm. briefs guy, so you don't really want to be flaunting yeah, that in front of people. Yeah, that's not a look anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I uh, with the the hustle and bustle and the hubbub and the the tempo of the show that was Friday. I never circled back and gave my full review of uh, Ready Player One, a movie that I uh, I saw last Thursday. Um, ultimately, uh, I enjoyed the concept of the movie. The question is asking what happens when virtual reality becomes more satisfying than actual reality. Well, which we're headed toward. I mean, there's no doubt we'll be there. Whether it's next year or 10 years, I don't know. But we're going to be there. But ultimately, the movie was pretty disappointing. It's a fun kind of brainless adventure ride. Steven Spielberg did a very good job. Um, but ultimately, not as good as I was hoping. I give it a medium grade, somewhere yeah. around a C+. Well, it's too bad you hope a Spielberg can lay it on you. But that is something that's coming, right? That... that that uh, fake reality will be more fulfilling yeah. to human beings than re- reality reality, than real life. Then what happens? Now I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all the things my brain needs to be a happy human being from this computer screen. I just don't need anything else. Yeah, although I certainly fear that it will be just like every other incremental step toward that. It will ultimately not be fulfilling, and people will become miserable and anxious and suicidal. Oh, that is my fear. There's no doubt that's the end result. No Mm. doubt that's the end result. So, not nuclear war, not uh, heinous disease. Ennui will kill off humanity. Could be. (laughs) And deliver the Earth back to the dinosaurs. Or just lack of coupling and having children. Eventually, you just run out of people. Because everybody's perfectly happy in their homes by themselves with their computer screen. I don't know. Once 3D printers figure out the whole kid thing, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Print a kid. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing all right. I uh, went uh, shopping for a new couch over the weekend, visited some actual furniture stores, something I haven't done in, I don't know, a long time, looked at a lot of couches. The one I like best comes in at $1,200. That, mm. to me, is a little pricey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you need it to do? Well, I need it to be long enough so I may, you know, lay down. You like to lie down, down completely? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Stretch out. <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be too heavy. People say, well, it's just got one with the bed built in. Now those things weigh 5,000 pounds. And those beds suck. Yes. yes. You get a mattress, stick it in the garage, and have people flop on the floor. That's way better than one of those torture couch beds. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather sleep on just the couch than the couch folded out into the Hell bed. Yeah. yeah. Not oh, even yeah. close. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, that, so that's what I'm looking at. Looking at. And a very uh, friendly uh, young lady uh, was helping me out at this one store, mm-hmm. so I uh, may uh, go back uh, later today. Hashtag and... me too, Marshall. Now's not yeah, the time wow. to be hit on furniture. Sales. Oh, oh, I mean, come on now. <laughs> hey, it's a business transaction. I'll tell you, back when I was single, when yeah. you're shopping for stuff, yeah. hey, I, I, I consider that, you know, added into the whole game here yeah is uh is that whole thing yeah sure sure Works hey listen i want to make sure this couch doesn't like uh, you know jiggle when two people are sitting on it why don't you, why don't you sit right here right right <laughs> anyway so that adventure continues make but... sure you uh, tweet out a picture of that once you once you purchase it. <laughs> i will i will indeed uh i'm is jack assembly Arms- required yeah no no assembly, no assembly okay, required and they will deliver it i'm jack oh. armstrong he's joe getty on this it is monday april the 9th the year 2018, keeping you straight in 21.8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Why don't you sit down for a spell and enjoy the Armstrong and Getty Show? Let's start at Mark. The 1992 winner, Fred Collins. Oh, yes. The 
Oh, my word. Oh, 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 that was golf ball hitting noggin. Yes. I know that sound. Jeez, that oh. was a rough sound. That hit somebody in the head. Oh, are they are they still above ground or are they dead? God, I'm sure they're fine. It happens. Yeah, my well, understanding I'm not is, sure is they're, they're okay. Fine, but, you know, that was a terrible sound. I never want to hear it again. Let's hear it right now. 1992 winner Fred Cummings. Oh! Oh my! Oh my word! Ow! I so we saw that. Were you there? I can't remember. We were at a women's pro golf tournament years ago, LPGA. First hole, there is one person standing on the rope line. One person. This gal hits her tee shot. It's lofting. It's drawing to the left, and it's heading for this dude. And I'm watching and thinking, God, that's heading right for the dude. Dude shows no sign of recognition. He's just standing there like a bum bum along. All of a sudden, boom, he half goes down. Thing hits him right in the head. He's the only guy standing there. Sounded a little bit like this. 1992 winner Fred Collins. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, my no. oh, oh my word! Oh my word! Oh my word! Oh my word! How does that not kill people more often? I don't. I don't know. God dang it! That's rough. Got a big old thick bone up there. Your skull. Jeez! What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, President Trump facing off against the Russian bear. Facebook is fighting for its credibility, and Bill Cosby's sexual assault retrial has just taken a very bizarre turn. Story is coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Giddy. What if after two years of, you know, Trump is Putin's sea holster and all that talk, we end up going to war against each other because they uh, actually hate each other so much? Wouldn't that be quite the twist in history? Nobody will even remember that first part. Uh, I'll still be rolling my eyes until I'm nuked. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. We have some fabulous shower thoughts, weekly shower thoughts, humor, insight, etc. Oh, like all that stuff. That's fantastic. Good freedom-loving quote of the day, too. Oh, good. Zuckerberg on the hot seat this week at Congress. I think he's going to be uh, exposed as a dunce. I really, really? Think that, I think I think he's going to get his head taken off. You think he's a secret dunce? I think he's a secret average. Huh. Interesting. He's probably smarter than me, but I think he's average. He's certainly not going to come off as a genius. Saturday Night Live, not a favorable portrayal of Martin Zuckerberg over the weekend. Really? Yeah. Mm. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. be back to work or disappointed that you're coming back to work it can go either way depending on how things are going in your life you'd be happy the weekend is over you could be dreading going back to work depends on your situation sure yeah i'm thinking happy the weekend's over is probably a minority oh absolutely absolutely but i've have been there i've had that happen before discriminated against minority insensitive talk about you know it sucks to be back Trump vows big price for Syria in a tweet yesterday. Marshall will have that in his news coming up. Generally, if a president said that, that uh, means something's coming. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Trump says all sorts of stuff. Russia said this morning, you better not. Oh. So, we'll see. Mailbag. Your freedom-loving quote of the day is from the great Plato. 
Greek philosopher. The little um, stuff you can mold into stars and cylinders. And also the star of different strokes. What was Dana Plato on? That's that's Plato. <laughs> Plato. I love my my wife makes our Plato. <laughs> this is actually spelled differently. Oh. P-L-A-T-O. He's a philosopher, don't you know? <clears throat> I want you to keep in mind that this is wisdom that is thousands of years old. When the tyrant is disposed of foreign enemies by conquest or treaty, and there is nothing more to fear from them, then he is always stirring up some war or another in order that the people may require a leader. We don't stir up wars so much these days, although we do stir them up now and again, but we stir up crises constantly. Real and fake. Do people do that like on purpose, completely knowing what they're doing, or does it just kind of happen uh, subconsciously? I think it was actual war wars more back in the day because uh, human life was, uh, you know, cheap. Um, these days, it's more convince everybody uh, that, that Trump is going to suspend the Constitution. And he's the new Hitler, for instance, or Obama's going to run for a third term or whatever. You just have to keep the people whipped up in a state of fear. And a libertarian quote of the day, oddly enough, from Kim, Kimberly, beautiful Boise, Idaho. We already have a national show. She heard the, uh, there's a, uh, oh, a decent little hit from 1971, uh, Sunshine Go Away Today. There's a line from that song that she heard at the tender age of six. He can't even run his own life. I'll be damned if he'll run mine. She heard that at age of six and voila, a libertarian was born. Interesting. That's a pretty good slogan mm. for libertarianism. Y'all can't run your own lives. Why would I let you run mine? Good one. That is a good one. It's a little bit of pop music wisdom from Kimberly there. Well played. One of the weekly shower thoughts, uh, partially compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Other folks have sent us some, and I kind of compiled them myself. If you have a Wikipedia page, you've either succeeded in life or colossally messed up. That, good one. True that. I like this one. Do you like? Uh, do you get the anxiety? Anybody? Some people do. I don't really. I do sometimes. Anxiety is your brain running worst-case scenario simulations. Excitement is your brain running best-case scenario simulations. That is funny. I don't have a lot of either of those. Maybe my simulator's broken. (laughs) At home, it's weird for two people to eat two different things for dinner. But at a restaurant, it's weird to order the same thing. (laughs) Now, that's a good one. That is really (laughs) good. That is a good one. You have ham tonight, honey. I'm I'm having beef. (laughs) That'd be bizarre. I'm having pasta with shellfish. Not me. A big steak. (laughs) But at the restaurant, it's like, uh, it's really... What? You ordered the same thing as me? Right. I actively want to change my order when somebody gets the same thing I did. Well, and whoever orders it first has the rights to it. Everybody knows that. Uh, Yeah, that is funny. Uh, Here are a couple of heavy ones. Life is basically being put inside a body and personality you did not choose and having to be in constant pursuit of happiness until you die. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty good. It is. It is good. But and I have a feeling that was penned out by some young millennial type who is just coming to that realization and is bummed out by it. But to me, once you accept the reality of life, you know, it frees you up not to be disappointed by the reality of life so much. It's just, Hmm. this is the deal. It's not what you see in the commercials. That's not what your life is going to be. Yes, this is as good as it gets. This is it? Yeah. I've been waiting all this time and this is it? Try to enjoy a nice meal. Perhaps uh, you and your honey can... Order the same thing, and maybe a occasional moment of uh, uh, sexual congress, 
So this is sunset as, puppy. So, so this there. is as good as it gets. Yeah, been waiting. I've been killing all this time, waiting for the good stuff. No, no, no. no. Uh, let's see. And then this uh, companion thought: It's interesting how the human body can give birth to other human bodies, but cannot regenerate organs or critical body body parts for itself. That is interesting. But that also shows we're not meant to be here forever. Supposed yeah. to reproduce and get the hell out of the way. All right, the whole killing time thing. We're really biologically, anyway, getting away from uh, the spiritual or religious or whatever. At least biologically, we're only designed to be able to keep ourselves alive long enough to be able to produce offspring and keep them alive. Right. There's no other need for our our constantly worrying brains. There's no, all this other stuff is just fluff, mm. just complete fluff. Right. Right. It's enjoyable fluff at times, or painful fluff, mm. but it's fluff and certainly tiring. Uh, a line of paint on the road holds more authority than I ever will. <laughs> Hilarious. That is funny. And finally this. I got hit by a train in my dream, and it woke me up. I got knocked conscious. <laughs> I get it, because it's the opposite of that. Oh, you understood. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. There is one more. A lethal dose is also a lifetime supply. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, which reminds me of that incredibly dark joke about build a man a fire, et cetera, et cetera. Look uh-huh. it up. It's on the internet, folks. It's gruesome. It is gruesome. And I have a feeling there's going to be plenty to talk about today that's a little dark, so let's not go there. A&G, just want to let you know I love listening to your show. Well, thank you. Uh, lived in, uh, oh, listened to it on AM radio when I lived in California. Moved to North Carolina a few months ago. Now uh, listen to it on the, the internets and the podcasts and all. One thing I'd love to hear you talk about is gerrymandering. Is It's a big issue in my state right now. Uh, that's Nolan in North Carolina. You know, we have talked about that. I, I'd be willing to talk about it some more. I am convinced that if you gave me a week, I could come up with a doctrine for what is and is not gerrymandering that would endure for the remainder of the republic. You should do that. And, and not because. Starting now. And, okay. All right. All right. Next Monday at 627. You got it. Um, not because I have some sort of constitutional super genius or anything, because Lord knows I don't. I just don't think it's that hard. I think generations of politicians have not solved the problem because the last thing in the world they want to do is solve the problem. What's a fair district? What's an unfair district? What's a manipulated district? Most districts are drawn to not be competitive. Right. By the Republicans and the Democrats. They don't want to battle all over the country. Right. Too they expensive. Don't, they don't, well, and they don't want the people to have a voice all over the country. Mm. They want to pick, you know, a handful where you fight it out. Right. Yep. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. I don't think it's that hard. It is hard, but it's not impossible. Um, this is the song. You can't run your life. I'll be damned if you'll run mine. Which is, is a pretty good uh, lesson for life. I'd say. You need your bureaucratic nanny government to make you happy? Please, that's pathetic. Stand on your own two hooves. Mm. Hmm. So Marshall's got his news coming up, and uh, we'll get into the latest, which could be of quite consequence. Um, and then we'll have fun today, right? Huh? Huh? We gonna have fun today? I'm gonna. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I would like 
take a yes no answer, Sean, and then we could discuss more later. Is Conor McGregor, it turns out, actually a crazy person? Yes. Okay. That's what it sure looked like as I watched more of the videos that came out yeah. over the weekend. So uh, we can mm. talk about that later, I suppose. Wow. Didn't you just assume that was a full-on act? At the, yeah, when I first heard the news, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah he's trying sure. to grow the brand. Yeah. You know, oh, we actually hate each other. And just I'm all a along. crazy brawler. And all along, the screaming and the, you know. Oh, that's good whiskey. <laughs> the looking like he was completely out of control. I just thought that was an act. Mm. I guess not. He's out of control. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Situation in Syria firing up rapidly. The Pentagon is insisting American warplanes did not launch an airstrike on a military airbase in Syria. That strike came early today after a suspected chemical weapons attack in the rebel-held suburb of Damascus killed dozens of people, including women and children, over the weekend. Syria and Russia are both accusing Israel of attacking the airbase and killing more than a dozen people on that base. Did Israel do it with, uh, you know, uh, talking back and forth with us? Were we involved in that? Entirely possible. Yeah, and you know, this is how it happens when there's no reaction to something like chemical attacks years to go. It now becomes something that they do routinely. It went from... Boy, should we do this? Should we not do it? The world's going to go crazy because the world vowed years ago to never allow this. Yeah. Two, we can do it whenever we want. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Any school teacher, any parent uh, knows, uh, any dog owner knows what's going on. You just test limits. You figure out what you can get away with, and you keep pushing it. And Assad and Putin have. <clears throat> That's Old pretty Pooter. awful. Pooter needs a punch hard in the nose, or he's going to keep going. That's pretty awful, that chemical attack over the weekend. So they surround this area, right. the Syrians do, so you can't get any help in or anything like right. that. And they gas a bunch of families, including, including children. I mean, that is that is some pretty rough stuff right there. And uh, McCain <laughs> believes, he, he uh, said over the weekend, that when Trump last week said, we're getting out of Syria, forget it, we, we're getting out of there, that... Uh, made Assad and Putin think, well, we can do whatever we want now. Right. Right. They're not committed enough to resist anything we do. So, But Trump said yesterday right. there's going to be a response. Yep. As he put it, he tweeted there'd be a big price to pay for those chemical attacks. He's uh, also blaming the Syrian government. He's calling President Assad an animal. He also put blame on Russia and Iran, who are the main backers of Assad. Yeah, he called out Putin fully, 100% on this chemical attack on children. Called Assad an animal. That's Mm -hmm. pretty strong talk. Yep. President Putin, Russia, and Iran are responsible for backing animal Assad. Big price to pay is what he tweeted. So it's officially a new nickname, huh, for Assad. Animal Assad. Animal Assad. So you had the uh, the Lindsey's Graham and the Johns McCain and perhaps the John Boltons of the world. Oh boy, hey, I haven't heard from him yet. But over the weekend, saying you know we got to we got to uh, destroy Assad's air force. Yep. We need to create a uh, a free fly space in an area of Syria where people. I mean, we do that. We're fully involved in the war. Right. If we did that, yeah. I doubt. Trump's willing to go that far. But. Yeah. Is it worth re-going over at some point what uh, establishing a no-fly zone really means? We've talked to the fabulous Mike Lyons about that on several occasions. We, you know, I think uh, those of us in the cheap seats would like to think we just scramble up a handful of fighters and say, "Don't nobody fly around here." Uh, but it's a hell of a lot more complicated yeah. and difficult than that. You've got to move into town. 
And for their part, Russia has issued a warning to the U.S. Their statement from the foreign ministry said if the U.S. uses any military intervention in Syria, it would be unacceptable and lead to the most serious consequences. That's a hell of a warning. And how does the world's most easily butthurt man, Donald Trump, respond to that? I wouldn't respond well to that. Any military strike in Russia will be met will be being met with consequences or whatever they say. Uh, oh yeah, is anybody seriously contemplating a strike inside Russia? Ooh, that would be a hell of a deal. So, do you think we will do something or not? I think we got yeah, to. We, think... we have no choice. I mean, this would be full on Obama territory yeah. where you just tell the world you can do whatever you want. I, I would like to see some sort of international coming together on the question. I don't. I got to admit, I'm just. I kind of resent the U.S. having to deal with it. Right. You would think. And a I got to tell you, your list of, you know, Lindsey Graham and John uh, Bolton and uh, John McCain. I'm like, wow, Trump, the great, bring him home, is surrounded by interventionists. Just, I'm uneasy with the whole thing. You would think. I mean, the countries that are really suffering from these Syrian refugees, including Germany, exactly. the most powerful country in in Europe. Right. Um. You'd think if it mattered to them, chemical attacks and, and Syria, Syrian unrest, they'd do something about it. They'd be screaming for a coalition. You have a handful of countries whose uh, domestic politics have been turned upside down by the fact that they have a massive flow of, of uh, refugees coming into their countries. I mean, they have a critical, immediate need to deal with it, and they're all looking at us. What are you guys going to do about that chemical attack? Okay, I'm back to thinking we don't do anything. Babies. We, just, we make a statement. Hey, Europe. In your own backyard, right. chemical attacks and refugees. You want to do something about it? Ain't my problem. I'd be fine with that statement. Or or at the very least, y'all are shouldering two-thirds of the load. We'll help you. We have better planes. We'll sell you a few. That sort of thing. Facebook in full damage control mode in advance of CEO Mark Zuckerberg's two days of congressional testimony this week. Starting today, the 87 million Facebook users who might have had their data shared with Cambridge Analytica. That number is much higher than that, according to a, a former Facebook employee yeah. yesterday on one of the talk shows on Meet the Press. They'll be getting a detailed message on their news feeds, those 87 plus, million plus. <laughs> also, all 2 billion Facebook users are going to get a notice titled Protecting Your Information with a link to see what apps they use and what information they have shared with those apps. Screw Facebook. That's my opening statement. Mm. We need to. We need Thank to, you, Mr. Chairman. We need to play the clip later of the CEO when he was on the Today Show Friday. Uh, I didn't hear it until this weekend. Uh, let's move forward to today and talk about today. Not wanting to talk about the fact that they knew yeah. their users' information had been hacked and they kept it a secret and tried yeah. to keep it a secret. Let's just let's move forward. Let's fast forward to today. What's well, I'm sure you'd like to, to look forward. Yeah, I'm right. sure you would like to fast forward to today, you freaking weasels. And Zuckerberg is going to be in the unenviable position yep. that few people ever end up in. Where you've got both parties wanting to score points on you. Mm. Usually you have one party that's saying, I'd just like to say that my colleagues are being too hard on them. He's not going to have that. Both Republicans and Democrats are going to bring their full, I want to get on the evening news at Zuckerberg tomorrow. I'm really enjoying the cottage industry that's developed (laughs) of guilt-ridden former Facebook employees and or investors who are coming forward to say, oh yeah, it was terrible when I worked there. 
I knew, we were, I knew we were causing kids to commit suicide and ruining people's lives. It's like they got out of a cult or they're Nazis or something like that. Zuckerberg's <laughs> used to walking yeah. on stage to a standing ovation just because Facebook exists. People with adoration in their eyes. And he's going to be getting it from all sides. <laughs> and his, his statements of, we're committed to, that it's not going to work. He's yeah. just gonna get. He's just gonna. He's gonna spend all day long. People are gonna be getting into the nitty gritty of Facebook. I think he's gonna be exposed as a dunce. I can't I'm gonna wait. tell everyone about how shitty you are. I Thank noticed, you, Congresswoman. I noticed he's wearing a suit and tie. Oh, really? The t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I see him. I, the Congress people just attacking him physically, tearing at his t-shirt <laughs> and pulling on the collar, stretching it all out. <laughs> Well, a final note here. A topless protester has been taken into custody after charging at Bill Cosby as he walked into the Philly courthouse for his sexual assault retrial. The woman apparently jumped over a barricade and lunged toward him, but she was intercepted by sheriff's deputies. He offered deputies. her a drink. She went to sleep on the sidewalk. No, he boy. climbed on top of her. No. Cosby uh, looked to be startled by the commotion. Protesters were chanting at him. The woman was charging at him. He was led into the courthouse. The woman was led away in handcuffs. She uh, was uh, among the people chanting in support of Cosby's accuser. She had women's lives matter written in red ink on her chest and stomach, along with other phrases in black and red all over her body. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Not easy. Not easy being the conscience of the nation. You think that that's an easy uh, burden to shoulder? Takes all my time, I tell you that. Absolutely. So, uh, what direction do we want to go? There's a, there's a lot of them we can take. Got the yeah. national National Guard headed toward the border. Got the whole North Korea thing. That's big. You the, get the. Uh, it's looking increasingly likely that the Trumpster's going to sit down with Fathead. Jaw about the peninsula. Uh, not real optimistic about it. I'm afraid. Is the greatest baseball player in generations a foreigner? Go! Stay tuned for that. I blame the nation's schools. <laughs> Be devastating for America if that's the case. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't want World War III. I've got plans. I've kind of got my life laid out. And not, uh, you know, as if there's going to be a conflagration, giant global conflagration. That, you know, that uh, sends the economy into turmoil and this and that. Um, Business Insider out with a story that the U.S. and France will coordinate a strong joint response Hmm. against Syria. So at least some of what we were talking about earlier may happen. Europe being involved. Jordana Miller joins us. Uh, Jordana is an ABC News correspondent uh, reporting live from Jerusalem right there in the neighborhood. Uh, Welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy morning here with all all the news of the strike overnight in Syria. The Israeli government, of course, saying nothing and the Israeli army saying nothing. But uh, if we look at what happened last night, it sure has the hallmarks of an Israeli strike. First of all, Israel struck this exact base, this T-4 air base near Homs, just two months ago. Uh, that was in retaliation for uh, what Israel says was an Iranian drone that flew into its airspace. Uh, Israeli fighter jets went in there and 
destroyed uh, what they called an uh, Iranian drone command and control center, as well as air defense batteries. Uh, so this looks like uh, a typical Israeli strike. And now we're, we're seeing now reports that U.S. officials have talked to NBC News saying that uh, the American administration was given the heads up and told by the Israelis about the strike. Here in Israel, still no no reactions to that report. Has there been any serious dispute that the Syrian regime used chemical weapons in this recent attack? It doesn't look like you can dispute uh, you know, the rescue workers that went in and found these uh, families, these children um, with just uh, these aren't this isn't a, a kind of attack that one could stage or plant. Um, and I, I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures, but just, um, you know, it seems indisputable that there was some kind of gas attack mm-hmm. uh, there on the ground. We always discuss in the United States these situations as if it's, you know, either we do something about it or nobody does. Are you taking any of the news in from either our Middle Eastern allies or from Europe? Are, are various countries acting like they're willing to do something about it? That's a terrific question. Um, you know, there has been um, a lot of silence today so far from the other, uh, the other Arab uh, neighbors. Uh, we haven't heard uh, much from Egypt. Uh, or Turkey, for example, which uh, lately has been cozying up to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. Um, you know, so maybe those will come later in the afternoon uh, here. But, you know, they're certainly not uh, saying they're going to take any action. That's Jordan- interesting. Jordana Miller, ABC News correspondent, live from Jerusalem. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. Yep. Yeah, you, you got to look at it through that lens, don't you? The international lens. Well, the the neighborhood. Yeah. If the people in the neighborhood don't care that they're using chemical weapons, we're supposed to do something about it? Yeah, we snuff the hell out of people all the time, and they'll snuff us next chance they get. Signed, the region. Yeah, I know. I know. And And listen, I'm not anti-anti-chemical weapon outrage. I'm just tired. It's pretty awful. It, oh, my God, it's unspeakable. Right, Every, if, the Assad regime is unspeakable. Their civil war is god-awful. If you the give, whole thing. The Putin angle of it is what's the worst. Because Assad is going to... He's just trying to, to stay alive, keep part of his country. And he's, he doesn't have expansionist need. You know, he's not no, going to start no, taking over other no. countries or anything like that. He'll just rule his little area of the world, and, and who cares? But um, uh, Putin, if Putin gets the message that he can launch chemical attacks to get what he wants, various places, that ain't good. No, no. You know, this is, this is uh, absolutely hard-nosed, two-fisted realpolitik in action. It reminds me, you know, the United States uh, supported some absolutely reprehensible regimes in Central and South America, you know, back in the day in the 20th century. These are oppressive regimes, horrible, no human rights. But strategically, we needed them lined up on our side, so we put up with them. Putin's doing that right now. He wants his bases, he wants his ports and the rest of it. And there is obviously no moral line in Syria that he will not cross. Oh, zero, yeah. Uh, So what does humanity do about that? I so Ian Bremmer tweeted know. today. He'd been tweeted for tweeting for the last couple of weeks. Ian Bremmer of the uh, what's he with the, Eurasia? Uh, there group. you go. And his job is you know to... I should have said something funny. Should have said like a band or something. <laughs> Coldplay. That would have been funny. <laughs> his job is to tell clients what's going on so they can plan business wise. Yeah. 
And um, he's been saying for a couple of weeks that Trump's actions against Russia are much tougher than his talk. And you need to pay attention to what he does as opposed to what he says. And, and Bremer is Bremer is no Trump fan. No. And then he said, uh, last week he said the talk and the actions are starting to narrow into one as mm. Trump is starting to talk tougher. And then after Trump's tweet yesterday where he basically called Putin out as a child murderer, he said the bromance between Trump and Putin is officially over. Um, so, yeah, that talk what should... What about collusion? That talk should end. That whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and now Business Insider, is that who I said, was reporting that... The White House, uh, U.S. and France will coordinate a strong joint response. So, I'm guessing that happens pretty fast too. U.S. and France, specifically though, with Russia having said this morning, any attacks by the United States inside of Syria will not stand. Okay. Yeah. So then what? Okay. There you go. All right. That's enough of that. But I'm where's telling you, the Germans? It's set up for a heck of a deal right there. Where's the Germans? Hmm? Where's Angela Merkel? Shaking uncle, Angela, would you? She buys her gas from, from Putin. And so is she's Putin's biatch. Really annoys the hell out of me. Germany. What have, what have you become, Germany? Nazi Germany. You're afraid of, of, of offending Putin because he sells you your natural gas. We'll send you, we'll sell you all the natural gas you can burn. Just quit with your countdown of Putin. It's, 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 it's shameful. I hope this is not a big deal, but this could be huge. I mean, the the, the pieces are in place for bad thing, really bad things to happen. But you got the two the two most powerful countries on Earth warning each other, and one saying we're about to strike. So, okay. yeah, there you go. Saturday Night Live's portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg couldn't have uh, made Mark Zuckerberg very happy. I don't think that, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.